Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you. Hello, welcome to episode, the lucky number, 77 of 15 Minutes of Genius. We are rolling right along. We started the show literally in the heat of the pandemic from 2020 um, from a studio. We've had a few guests in here, but it's been mostly just virtual people tuning in and we've been interviewing. So we bring on great guests that are in CPG, um, people that are entrepreneurs, investors, consultants, people that help with, you know, supply chain and logistics, uh, maximizing that, which is this gentleman today. He helps in that area, which is supply chain. And he has a rich background in the CPG business. Before introducing him, a big plug to Mark Nicholas. Nick, Mark Nicholas. That's Mark N. That's the first time I've mispronounced your name, Mark. So Mark N. at ManhattanBeachStudios.net. Uh, he does photo. He does video. You can't really see it, but he has a whole studio here, um, which is... Do you have an alternate camera, Mark, or no? No. Okay. He's talking in my ears, so... Not, not today, but just use your imagination. There's a whole studio here. You know, just believe me. I'm not just a table and a board. There's a lot more to this. So uh, our guest, without further ado, is Kunal Kohli. A little bit about him. I just, I'm pulling a trusty LinkedIn here. So he is the Vice President of Business Development for Union Crate. And uh, a little bit about Union Crate. Union Crate is an integrated business planning IBP platform that unites artificial intelligence with human intelligence so CPG brands can plan, execute, and pivot supply chain strategies at the click of a button. And he's also a co-founder and a current board member of Boo Brands, which we'll get into as well. So Kunal, how's it going, my man? Good. How's everything going, Alex? Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. You got a nice liquor cabinet back there. <laughs> you know, it was either this or my daughter's bedroom, which is where my desk is. And you know how you have to have those virtual backgrounds because I have a TP in the back. I've got all these teddy bears and pillows. I was like, you know what? I think I need to move locations. This is definitely a better background. Uh, I'll, I'll vouch. Uh, I don't personally drink, but I'll vouch for an alcohol background more than um, a kid's room, which has stuff all over yeah. the place. So, yeah. <laughs> so wise choice, my friend. You're, you're going to appeal to all the winos and all the cocktail drinkers on LinkedIn right here. Anything, anything to drive more engagement. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> right on, my friend. So, uh, yeah. So let's talk about, you know, just your journey here. Um, I know we only have 15 minutes minus three minutes of me just blabbing in the beginning of the show. So you have like 12 or 13 minutes here, but talk about, um, you know, your history with Boo Brands. You started there. You're a co-creator, co-founder there, still on the board. Tell us about how you just got into the CPG space, your experience there, and then we can kind of lead that into, into Union Crate, but tell us your story. Sure. So I got under 12 minutes to do all that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I started like a lot of people, you know, I was in finance, um, not a big fan of it. I uh, was given an opportunity to do some management consulting for a food brand. And pretty much it was, I don't know if you know, Paul Servino is a guy in Goodfellas who cuts uh, the garlic Absolutely. with a razor. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, yeah. They, were, they were in jail and they cut it with a yeah. razor. And he was the guy yeah. that uh, he never, I, from Goodfellas, where he never had a conversation directly with anyone. They would always have to talk yeah. with someone. 
and then go back to yeah. him and, and relay the message. I love that movie. But go ahead. Yeah, he, he's the boss. So there's got to be middlemen, right? You can't uh, the boss can't be giving orders uh, in public. So, you know, pretty much what they did is, you know, they, they plastered his face on Italian, you know, sauces and pastas and all that stuff paid a ton of money in slotting and just thought that they will get the brand on shelf and it'll just sell on its own, right? No, no real marketing strategy or anything behind it. You and I both know that that is a recipe for disaster. That's what kind of happened. So, you know, we were, we came in kind of uh, responsible for turning the brand around and immediately I fell in love with the food and beverage space. I thought it was pretty cool to be responsible for, you know, creating a product or, you know, being involved in, making it, selling it to your distributors, et cetera, and then going to see it, you know, in stores, on shelf, and people buying it and enjoying it was pretty cool uh, concept to me. Then, you know, I did a lot of consulting, et cetera. Um, you know, that's how I got hooked up with my uh, former partner, who actually was running his own brand in the UK. So they were the skinny pop of the UK. Um, his former partner actually is quite successful. Um, not sure if you're familiar with uh, Pret-a-Manger, uh, the quick service restaurant chain, um, but he founded that. They started this whole snack line, and I actually became responsible for launching their products from the UK into the US. So for 18 months, I got involved in product development, uh, creating a whole, you know, sales marketing strategy, putting together budgets, P&Ls. I probably knew half of what I was supposed to do and I was just learning it uh, along the way. But uh, again, you know, just digging myself into the weeds, you know, really understanding, you know, how to make a product, the science and everything that goes behind it, you know, figuring out the pricing and the whole kind of strategy, go to, go to market, all that stuff. It was truly exciting. Um, the brand, you know, went another way. It actually got successfully acquired, which was pretty cool, you know, uh, awesome. cause I was kind of part of that. Um, so that, you know, I could say it was my first acquisition, but made nearly nowhere near what obviously a lot of the, the, the founders and the other people made. Uh, but you know, at that same time, I got very close to the manufacturer that we were working with to develop a lot of these products. And, uh, when, you know, that company got acquired, you know, the manufacturer actually came to me uh, with the Boyan cubes and they're like, listen, you know, we have this product that, you know, is it's a lot better for you. Well, it's a lot better than what's out in the market. And, you know, should we give it a go? And I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, am I really going to go and launch a Boyan company? Like that has to be the least sexiest product out there, right? Now, like now you're seeing. Us, uh, these- now tell us, Kunal, uh, what, what is a Boyan I didn't know much about exactly. it until I talked with you. Tell us more. Uh, I, I first time he said, I thought he said booyah. Like I'm like booyah. <laughs> but tell us what a bouillon cube is and what's the why do people use it? Yeah. What is it for? Sure. So bouillon cubes are literally just compressed stock cubes, right? And they've surprisingly been around for over a hundred years. So pretty much you can make broth or you can flavor pretty much anything with these cubes. Um, they've gotten a bad rap primarily because they're packed with a lot of salt, um, a lot of preservatives and, you know, they're not so great for you, but they're cheap and they can pretty much feed a family of four from these little cubes, right? Because you can make a, you know, soup is obviously, you know, the, the most popular dish you can make out of it, uh, stocks, stews, all that type of stuff. 
So when the manufacturer came to me, and like I said, I was like, this has got to be the least sexiest thing. I don't know if we can build a brand or anything around it. And who, who really is still using Boyan cubes, right? Like your reaction of like, you know, what is a Boyan cube? That's what we constantly were getting. But after, you know, digging further into it, uh, doing research, going into not just Whole Foods, but, you know, your conventional stores, going into Costco's and Target's, et cetera, there they had a small section for Boyan cubes and you, you obviously saw the same brands right you know the ones that are owned by the big companies like Unilever McCormick all that type of stuff so but like okay you know that there, there may be an opportunity to kind of disrupt this stale old category so we're like all right you know let's let's give it a go um so it literally started as a side project for us uh, both my uh, former partner and I were working at a boutique fitness company. Um, you know, we, we hired a designer, we, you know, came up with the name, obviously worked on the recipes, the flavors that took almost nine to 10 months to finally get a product that we were all very happy with. And, uh, you know, we launched, you know, we got some small distribution in New York City. Um, you know, we sold them online, but, you know, we quickly learned that not a lot of people are searching for Boyan online, right? It wasn't, just, it was just something that people would buy in passing as they, uh, you know, went through the center aisle. Um, and, you know, we raised a little capital, did a, uh, um, a uh, like a convertible note and had got a, got a phone call with the Whole Foods buyer. Um, luckily for us, Whole Foods buyer at the national level was new and very data driven. So, you know, he saw what was going on in the Boyan category within Whole Foods nationally, um, saw that it was gaining, but it was only gaining obviously very slightly and they didn't have that big of an assortment. Um, there was an organic product out there uh, called uh, Better Than Boyan, but they actually come in a paste format. It's, it's a glass jar, it's expensive, et cetera. So, Within 48 hours of that first phone call, he emails me back and goes, listen, you know, love what you guys are doing. Uh, we're in, I'm gonna launch you in 10 out of the 11 regions within the next three months. Just confirm back that you can fulfill orders for these stores. And nice, wow. Well, it's a, it's a real business. Huge, I mean, uh, it's really, you know, like one of my friends, uh, she was on the show um, and she was actually a guest star um, as a squirrel in, uh, one of our rap videos, a genius juice rap video, um, random, uh, yeah. Ama Amanda Sains, uh, she's, uh, a, a director of sales, a director of marketing at, uh, Julie's dates, Julie's yep. dates yep. where they took this really stale category. It's been around for, you know, since the beginning of time in, in, in the middle East and then brought here, you know, what, 30, 40 years ago. And they and they made it like sexy branding, like a lot of colors. People noticed it, and it became a thing. Um, they're still early in that right now as a, as a startup. But it's, I mean, there must be so many challenges to like taking a stale category. And again, part of the show is like the entrepreneurs out there that are thinking like, there's a stale category. There's not a lot of new players in it. Not a lot of emerging brands. Why take that leap into a stale category? versus going into something that's a hot trending like item. So what was your thought process there? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, there, there was a couple of factors for us. Uh, first and foremost, you know, the manufacturer, um, you know, presented the product to us and we actually brought them in as a co-founder. 
And that was a pretty strategic move for us because we then obviously, in a way, were vertically integrated with our manufacturing. So we pretty much had control over all of the line times. We had an entire R&D team just because of our manufacturer. Um, so, and plus, and, and our costs were, were pretty good, right? You know, the margins that the manufacturer were making were literally, you know, very close to, to nothing, primarily because of them being a co-founder in the business and wanting to see this uh, progress ahead. Now, you know, my partner, you know, just coming off a successful acquisition within the popcorn uh, category, you know, he understood the whole saturation aspect, right? Like, it's very difficult to be successful as a brand in a category that is just full of a lot of other, you know, trending, emerging brands, etc. I wouldn't say that Boyan was our first choice, but the opportunity was there. The supply chain and strat operational strategy behind it was solid. And I'm sure, as you know, um, being a startup, being able to have your manufacturing process in place where you have preferential line treatments, don't have to abide by certain MOQs, are not responsible for securing any of the raw goods components, et cetera, it, it was a lot easier for us to move forward, concentrate on the sales and marketing strategy mm -hmm. to build a brand that way, right? It's, all, it's turnkey. I, it's, all, it's all turnkey. Yeah, yeah you had every, everything you need from the ingredients, the supplier, yep. um, you had flexibility with the line time. It's it's pretty it's it's pretty amazing. And then I think, you know, uh, we, we're going to move on to Union Crate. I want to give enough time for that because we're running sure. out of time. But what's cool is there was an eventual you know, acquisition. It wasn't like hundreds of millions of dollars, but it was definitely something where, you know, it's still super admirable, like for you, right, to find a stale category, find a partner, raise some money, grow it, and then actually have an acquisition and get it to, to several million or more in revenue. Um, and that is a huge accomplishment to do something like that and shows you're like a true entrepreneur so awesome stuff man and uh i you know and then mark you want to show a quick picture of the bouillon cubes before we move on to the union crate so that's what it looks like kind of comes in a jar there cubes and it is shelf stable as well which is cool so all right so let's move on to union crate um we have roughly about uh i'm gonna make it really tough for you we have one and a half minutes and it is a subject um, that can sound boring, okay, but it's important for companies to have this. So for the thousands of, you know, views we have on LinkedIn, you know, and Apple Podcasts and all the different, you know, podcast um, uh, platforms, tell us in like a minute or two, why do we need this service? What is Union Crate? Uh, what, are the, what are the benefits of it for a, an entrepreneur growing their company, their CPG brand? Absolutely. Our, our goal is to make planning simplified, right? There is tons and tons of data, sales history, sales orders, et cetera, that are out there that a ton of brands take into consideration when they are building out their sales predictions or their forecast going forward. I mean, for all CPG brands, et cetera, it is highly important to understand what your sales are going to look like because it's obviously going to impact your cash flow, it's going to impact your margins, it's going to impact 
pretty much everything, right? How are you going to budget and uh, market your product, right? Um, how many people can you actually hire? Um, you know, what can you offer as far as promotions and everything to your customers? So what UnionCrate has done and has done incredibly well is being able to build this artificial intelligence that has the ability to sift through a company's sales history, all of their sales orders that are coming in, inventory positions, et cetera, and then utilize through the partnerships that we have created other data sets. So this includes consumption data, uh, trend data. You know, we're, we're backed by Google's venture arm, so we get a ton of Google Trends data from them. Uh, data sets around seasonality. Every single CPG food and beverage brand has some type of seasonality, trade promotional spends. And then we are able to provide these granular sales predictions by each brand's customers, their customership twos, and by SKU. And with these insights, and we're providing sales predictions six, 12 months forward, brands are able to take that information and then optimize their purchasing, their manufacturing, their logistics, right? I mean, think about the world that we're living in today. All of the supply constraints that we have, I mean, we had a boat that got stuck in a canal and literally held up supply chain for like a month for God knows how many different industries. Mm -hmm. So, people, you know, brands are facing huge, um, you know, lead time issues. They have to order further in advance. And when they do this, they're tying up a lot of working capital, which they then have to take from somewhere else, right? So marketing may get less, or we may not be able to hire enough people, et cetera. So by us being able to provide these more automated, accurate sales predictions, we're saving uh, brands a ton of time, money, resources. And from what we're hearing from our clients, you know, they're just constantly improving their net margins as well. That That is insanely cool. Like that is insanely cool where number one, you were able to get all that in within like two minutes, um, <laughs> which I for, do it a lot. every day I'd, I'd say the same spiel to people. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I can tell you've practiced a lot and it comes off very natural, but you've been able to compress something that is somewhat complicated in nature and make it yeah. really relatable and easy to understand for, you know, for a CPG, for a founder or someone in the operations to understand yeah. what the benefits are. And it's it's amazing that like you have a software platform. Again, people that are listening, people that are listening or watching this, demand planning is freaking hard. Okay. I can't I'm not gonna say the F word. Um, you know, I Jake Carls, if he was on the show, he'd probably be saying it ten times <laughs> and I would be saying it too. Uh, midday squares gets me going where we start saying the F words back and forth and and uh just blasting it and not caring. But so like the fact is, is that you can, demand planning is so crucial and is a really, really key example. We order coconuts from Thailand. There's a six to seven week uh, turnaround for that. We have to put money down. They harvest the coconuts from Thailand, the Nam Ham coconuts. They send them over here and then uh, we get them and then we use them in production. From issuing a PO to bottling the product is, is seven or eight weeks at the, you know, at the most. That's a long time. And if, if we order the incorrect amount, we have to order more and we're behind by two months. Or if we order too much, then we have inventory sitting there, which is tied up, as you mentioned, which could be used for growth, right? Growing the company, marketing, sales, getting you know, hiring new people. 
Um, so that's a really great example, I think, of this platform. And uh, I know your team presented to us today, so we're going to debrief about it. But really amazing technology. I didn't have the full understanding of it from our first call. I think it took two calls for me to fully understand it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a genius, but also slow um, when it comes to learning new things. So, but really amazing, and I'm happy for your success. Anyone who wants better demand planning, definitely reach out to this guy. I think that's such a huge service to the community. And, and you don't have to be a large brand, right? Like, even if you're a small no. brand, you're dealing with yeah. demand planning issues as well. So, 100%. No, no matter, you know, how big or small you are, you obviously need to understand what sales are going to look like, right? It's yeah. going to affect, like, everything. pretty much talking about everything. Everything. Exactly. So uh, that's where the whole integrated business planning comes from because it starts from what your sales are going to look like, the inventory needs and everything behind it, and then how you can go ahead and budget across your entire company. Exactly. It's super succinct to the point and easy to understand. No wonder you've been so successful, man, because uh, that is like the big part of, of sales is getting someone to understand it in the, as few words as possible and just get it. And it all comes back to sales, right? Um, and as far as projections go, sales projections drive everything in your business. It drives how much you make, how much you spend, how much money is there for inventory and sitting there, how much you need to order for raw materials. So um, get your sales projections correct. Good way to do that is with Union Crate. Let's get into our next segment here, which is called Rapid Fire Questions. <laughs> Rapid Fire Questions. All right, I, I gotta get. You ever see like the uh, you know the Johnny Carson show? Uh, only on like you know real YouTube. Yeah, I'm actually the full show. It's a little before my time. Exactly. Me too. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not like 89, but um, I uh, you know, um, I I watch clips of it, and he has this thing where he has an envelope, and he says like, you know, it's a it's I can't even make a joke. You know, he says like. Like, uh, da -da 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 -da. and then he, he blows open the envelope and then he says, what is this? And it's supposed to be really funny. Anyway, I want to, I want to, I want to impersonate him, but I can't yeah. where I have the questions and I blow open an envelope and take it out. Anyway, for those that ha have, have not seen the show, they'll have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. But anyway, all right, so let's get into our questions here. So, uh, first one, we're going to go through 15 questions. Here we go. sync or Backstreet Boys? In sync, JT, my man. What's so funny is uh, we had Michael Movitz on, and he was like, yeah. "Backstreet Boys, JT is my man." I'm like, <laughs> like you know, I I can tell that uh, you're listening to uh, doo wop and not uh, right. not right. not boy bands. So uh, first thing you do, like Frankie Valley, you know, I'm sure he's all over that. First thing you do when you wake up, drink a cup of coffee. Nice coffee, wow. love it. Movie you can watch an unlimited amount of times. Ooh. Catch me if you can. Oh, Mark said Karnak the Magnificent. Is that right? Johnny Carson. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Back to you. Sorry. To, Mark's whispering my ear about who that was. Mark, you just dated yourself. Johnny Carson. <laughs> Song you can listen to an unlimited amount of times. Oh, man. I mean, is it one that I want to listen to or I have to listen to? Because I have to constantly listen to the Frozen songs over and over again due to my two daughters. Uh, if you can listen to it, I guess because you love your daughters, you know, you can listen to it. Right? Sure. Let's, let's just stick to the Frozen song. 
Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my wife's a big fan of Disney, so I, I hear that way too much as well. But, you know, I, it's growing on me. Favorite <laughs> sport? I guess kind of. Not really. Favorite sport to watch? NFL. Football, baby. Zoom, Microsoft Teams, or Google Meet? Which one is your favorite? Well, I have to stay on brand with Union Crates. I'm going to have to say Google Meet. Love it. What is your, yeah, it's a Google Venture Arm, right? Yeah. yeah. What is your spirit animal? Ooh, my spirit animal. Hmm. I'm going to have to say a bear. You know, I, I, I go ferociously at whatever I possibly can, but then I definitely need that, what is it, three or four months of hibernation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you, uh, and, you know, to find the prey, you go into the river, you know, you're digging yeah. in, finding the fish. Yeah. With my, with my bare hands, too. Bare hands. Yeah. So, love it. <laughs> Window seat or aisle seat on an airplane? Aisle seat all day, every day. I, I enjoy a couple of drinks on the plane, so it's just easier to get to the bathroom. Not exactly. Climbing. Falling asleep, though, with your legs in the aisle and then they run them over with the cart, that's, yeah, that's not fun. Not, not fun. Peanut butter or almond butter or neither? Peanut butter. I'm a huge peanut butter guy. Omnivore, flexitarian, vegetarian, or vegan? So I joined when Mike set, asked the same question, and I agree with him. What is the difference between an omnivore and a flexitarian? <laughs> but I'm going to go with the omnivore. I pretty much eat whatever. Love it. Cold weather or hot weather? Hot weather all day. I'd rather sweat than be freezing. There you go. Except if you're listening to Frozen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> LeBron James or MJ? It's a good question. I'm going to have to go with MJ. I just Gin finished watching Last Dance. Oh, yeah. It's great. What a great show. Yeah. What a great show. Oh, yeah. Or uh, see, a series. Ginger, I, the whole thing with, like, the pizza where he got sick. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. people thought he had, like, the flu or something. It was from – it was it was food poisoning food the night poisoning, before. Yeah. He was hungry at, like, midnight. Someone delivered pizza. He ate it, got sick. Next day, closed out. I think he either closed out the series, definitely won the game. Yeah. He was And he was throwing up ten times that morning. I don't know anyone else who could do that. Uh, he's amazing. Amazing basketball. Oh, yeah. It's super competitive, man. Like, beyond competitive. He hates his competitors with a passion. Yeah. Ginger or turmeric? Do I have to choose one? How about neither? <laughs> neither. There we go. Favorite food or drink? You were stuck on a desert island. You cannot say genius juice. You cannot say boo uh, or any other project you've ever worked on in your life. Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a bacon cheeseburger. Bacon cheeseburger. Carl's Jr. or just like better than that? No, uh, I'm going to have to go. There's uh, Five Guys. I don't know why I'm, I'm just obsessed with Five Guys uh, bacon cheeseburgers. Yep. Yeah, they're out here. Yeah, they're, they've been growing. Shaq, I think Shaq owns like 200 of them or something. Mac owns what? He owns a pizza chain. He's now the new general car insurance guy. I mean, that guy has <laughs> his hands in the everything. I, I saw a cardboard cutout of him at Staples for inkjet ink yeah. cartridges or something. Yeah, he's everywhere. I think he's actually he's actually competing with Tony the Tiger now to take over uh, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. <laughs> what has he not done? That's the that's the big question. What has he not yeah. done? Oh, yeah. man. All right. So uh, that is rapid fire questions. Kunal Kohli. Applause, Mark. Waiting. 
Wait for it. There we go. There we go. All right. It was a delay. It was a delayed effect. I think once we started talking about Shaq, all the all the people in the audience fell asleep, and then they woke up. So, so uh, yeah. So good to have you on, my man. Congratulations on obviously the past success with Boo, and then also your success here with Union Crate. Awesome service. If anyone wants to reach out to you, what's your email? So it's going to be my first name, Kanal K U N A L. K-O-H-L-I-3 at gmail.com or my union crate, canal.coli at unioncrate.com. Right on. You heard it here. So that's episode 77. Kunal, thanks for joining us, my man. And uh, good to connect. And uh, yeah, man, keep it rolling and good luck on everything. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. And do keep crushing it with Genius Juice. You're doing a awesome, awesome job. Really big fan. Thank you, man. It means even more coming from you and then also with a new york accent awesome (laughs) all right so yeah have a wonderful night my friend thanks for staying up late all right so because he's on the east coast so so uh this is episode 77 of 15 minutes of genius uh make sure to tune in on apple Podcasts. make sure to tune in on spotify youtube or also on linkedin if you actually want to see me Um, that's up to you if you want to do that or not so uh, one big last plug to Mark Nicholas, Mark N, Studios.net. Everything is below. I'll take the white paper away so you can actually see it. You can't see it with the white in the background, right? It's, it's hard to read. So uh, again, um, episode 77 in the books, 15 minutes of genius. And one last thing, stay genius, my friends. Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you.